Welcome. You have arrived. My name is Kevin Tolliver Lyons, and I am the host of the Welcome to the Good Life podcasts. This is the South Florida Real Estate Edition. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome, everybody. This is Season 1, Episode 3 of the South Florida Real Estate Edition Podcast. I am your host. My name is Kevin Tolliver Lyons, and I am a realtor with Caldwell Banker Hollywood. And we're just going to get into the news of what's going on in the industry. Let me open up my Inman, as that's our Bible. And uh, let's see what we got here. So the first story I see that pops up is real estate agent in hot water over costly missing an apostrophe. So when it comes to paperwork, people, apparently, as you know, a wrong apostrophe or a wrong period in the wrong place could cause you some serious problems. So let's just see what happened here. So it states that Agent Anthony Zdravik is faced with hundreds of thousands of dollars in court costs after he neglected to place a crucial apostrophe in a Facebook post bashing his former workplace. Well, first things first, I guess you shouldn't be bashing your former workplace and you shouldn't be doing it on Facebook. And if you're doing it on Facebook, you're also missing your grammar points. So let's get into this. So it states here that it says, uh, and I'll read it. Neglecting to use a crucial apostrophe in a Facebook post about his former workplace may cost Australian real estate agent Anthony Zdravik hundreds of thousands of dollars in court fees. Now, this is according to a report from The Guardian. So apparently he's in Australia. So let's keep that in mind. Now, Zadravic, who's currently an agent on the Central Coast in New South Wales with a brokerage called Ray White Umina Beach, may have hastily published a Facebook post late in the evening on October 22nd of 2020, which suggested that his former workplace, and more specifically, a specific gentleman named Stuart Gann, failed to pay retirement funds to all his workers. Within 12 hours of putting up said post, he deleted said post. But his failure to use an apostrophe in the word employees left the impression on him who learned of the post and filed the defamation claim against Zadrovic that this was a problem. So the Facebook post in question, which did not, however, neglect the use of exclamation points, actually said, and I quote, Oh, Stuart Gunn, selling multi-million dollar homes in Pearl Beach, but can't play, pay his employees superannuation. Shame on you, Stuart, two years and still waiting. So that's the post he put up. Basically went on there and got at his broker and said, you know, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't pay us, you don't do this. I guess he was feeling bad about it. 12 hours later, he took post down. But it said in Zadrovic's defense implied that he intended to include the apostrophe so that the word read employees 
as opposed to employee, singular, plural, singular, plural. And therefore only refer to his own personal experience with an unpaid quote-unquote superannuation, which is a regular payment made into a fund towards their pension. So he's stating that his broker didn't pay, put money in to the pension. But the district court judge said that his failure to include that apostrophe suggested that the company followed a systemic pattern of conduct of not paying all employees in full, allowing for grounds for defamation. Wow. So <clears throat> the judge said, and I quote, the difficulty for the plaintiff is the use of the word employees in the plural. To fail to pay one employee's superannuation entitlement might be seen as unfortunate, but to fail to pay some or all of them looks deliberate. So this went to trial, people. And you know how much it cost him for this little apostrophe? It states, the trial could end up costing Zadrovic between $160,000 to $250,000 in court fees. So, Australia is known for extremely stringent defamation laws and the country's courts are awash with claims every year. So, what did we learn from this? Let's see. You need to use your grammar. You need to be careful what you post. And if you're going to post something against a former employee, guess what? Don't post it. Come on, people. We have to have standards. We have to have ethics. We have to have common sense. We have to have decency. As realtors in this country, we are held to a higher standard. And even though the country seems to be, you know, having its own issues at the moment, us as realtors still need to abide by said laws, said rules, common decency, logic, intelligence, and all the other above board things that decent human beings like to follow. So, if you don't want to pay $250,000 in court costs, people, let's just be, uh, let's just be, you know, cautious and considerate of what we do. So, as we continue to move on in the Inman sphere here, Let's see. This is an interesting topic. Three secrets for perfecting your personal brand. Now, this is something that, that I, I like to do. Uh, I studied at DeVry University, multimedia design development, which was heavy emphasis on marketing and branding. So as a realtor, you need to brand yourself. You have to stand out from everybody else somehow. Are you the realtor that likes dogs? Do you have... Um, you're a basketball person, you like ballet, you do weddings, you plan bar mitzvahs, whatever you do other than real estate, you should think about focusing that around your own personal brand. <clears throat> so as it says here, agents need to embrace personal branding and control their online presence. So it says every real estate agent should have a unique personal brand, an effective Personal branding not only showcases your special combination of skills and experiences, but it also can help you stand out from the competition and build trust with clients. Without formulating your specific brand with a quick internet search, whatever comes up often becomes the first impression that the public will have of you. So with the industry becoming more and more digital, agents need to embrace personal branding and control their online presence.
So, what should we do? So, this states there are three secrets to nailing your brand. Number one, identify your personal brand. A personal brand is the unique combination of skills and experiences that makes you who you are. It is how you present yourself to the world. Whether creating a personal brand or aiming to refine it, start by identifying your business goals. <clears throat> so in other words, where do you want to be in a decade? You want to be on a team? You want to be an individual? List out these personal goals and see where they overlap in your real estate business. It's also essential to identify your personal mission. As real estate agents, we are in the business of helping people find their dream homes that they, you know, these people like myself, a couple of years ago, me and my wife decided to buy a house. And it was like, wow, this is a dream come true. Never thought I'd buy a house. Here I am buying a house. So people take this extremely serious. So as real estate agents, we have the ability to facilitate a dream. So since we're in the business of helping people find that dream home, take time to think about what your long-term mission is and consider how we impact people's lives, the type of clients that you aim to serve, and determine your niche. The clearer that idea becomes, the better it is for you. So what's my niche? Um, I founded a mental health and wellness foundation in 2017. So I like health and wellness, mental health. Um, and I have that foundation that I run. I also have a podcast that talks health and wellness, just like I have this real estate podcast. I've also been a basketball fan for the last 40 years. So I'm starting a basketball podcast. So around podcasting and my foundation, I've kind of created a baseline for what my brand is. So you need to try to do the same. That way you differentiate, that's the word, differentiate yourself from everybody else. States here, number two, communicate your value. The secret to developing your key message is all in how you, your brand is displayed. So you write a one line that focuses on the value you provide as an agent. So you write out a few versions of these and select the one that resonates the most with you. You know, like a tagline. Like, you know, I'm the real estate agent for all seniors or I'm a real estate agent to the stars or, you know, sports and entertainment or whatever your thing is, double down on that thing. Now, after you develop that one line, you create an about me that shares a few sentences about who you are and your specialties. So, for instance, let me go to my website. Do you know what it says on my website, people? It states this. Empowered with unparalleled market intelligence and resources from Caldwell Banker, which was literally designed to shatter the ceilings of past service experiences, I look forward to helping you sell your home the way you intended it to. That's my one sentence. Now, the rest of it goes on and says, I'm Kevin Tolliver Reliance. I do things differently. I fully engage, research, and dissect the market by exploring real-time property trends and redefining how to stay one step ahead of them. This is the way. 
Caldwell Banker Listing Concierge Service gives listings unparalleled global exposure from social media to television commercials to print ads. Caldwell Banker fuels my drive to succeed, understanding client needs since 1906, and have fully equipped me to balance established sales strategies and techniques with innovative thinking. Think Tony Stark as a realtor and Caldwell Banker as Stark Industries. Yep, exactly. I understand that it's more important than ever to adapt to market changes being driven by generational shifts and technological advances in society in real time. And by combining innovative marketing capabilities, I know how to do that better than anyone else. Then I go on to list what I my values. Passion. I am relentless to succeed and passionate about real estate with everything that Tyler Blinds Estate stands for. I challenge myself every single day to make the brand better. You have to love it in order to live it. I have become it. Like Neo from the Matrix, but real estate. Then, creativity. Developing out-of-the-box innovative solutions to negotiating, therefore achieving the desired outcome. Empathy. I'm not just an agent. I also founded a mental health and wellness foundation called the Susan D. Lyons Foundation for Hope in 2017, after my mom took her own life in 2014. I understand how to navigate an impossible situation in order to get to the other side. And in 2019, right before the pandemic, my wife and I bought our first house in the Boulevard Heights neighborhood in Hollywood. I understand the twists and turns of the transaction. Simply put, trust the process. I understand. And lastly, I put innovation. I will figure out whatever it is before anyone else because I am an agent already thinking in the future for the marketplace of tomorrow. So that's what it says on my website. So you can do something that explains you like that. So I use a little bit of comedy, a little bit of fun, because that's just who I am as a person. That's why I put in there. Think Tony Stark as a realtor, Caldwell Banker as Stark Industries. Then you kind of get an idea. That is if you watch Marvel movies, but I digress. So my, like I said, my one line was at the top. Empowered with unparalleled market intelligence and resources from Caldwell Banker, which was literally designed to shatter the ceilings of past service experiences. I look forward to helping you sell your home the way you intended it to. So if you're going to have one sentence, it needs to be powerful. It needs to make an impact. They need to look at it, read it, and go, Oh, well, okay, that's different. So you have to be different people. You have to think outside the box, outside the building, outside the universe. Be super different because everybody's either going to be the same or they're trying to be different like everybody else is trying to be different. But in their effort to be different, they're still being the same. So be extra special, right? So if everybody's wearing blue and white, Come outside with yellow, green, pink, and gold. You'll stand out. Now, let's see here. They also go on to say how to win referrals and leads on Instagram in 2021. So Instagram is one of the most powerful social media networks in the world. By winning followers and referrals from, from the platform requires consistency and strategy. I can attest to that. I have tried Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Pinterest, TikTok, I've tried them all. And the only one that gets me any type of engagement 
is Instagram. And that is no lie. I will, I've messaged people on all these platforms to see who gets back to me. Nobody got back to me except for on Instagram. So for some reason, people trust Instagram enough that they will respond to the person that sent them a message through Instagram. Doesn't happen on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, none of these other things. I've gotten more, more responses from Instagram and clients than I have from email addresses and texts. So you can figure that out on your own. But for me, Instagram works splendidly. So as a real estate agent, you might want to think about using Instagram to your uh, advantage. So people, what they do is they go on TikTok, they see a trend, like you got a little dancing trend, everybody's doing the same thing. They take that, upload it, throw it on Instagram. So you can create your own content and put it on multiple brands. Just be consistent and do it often. Because one post, as fast as these algorithms go today, you put up one post, it's buried. So once you constantly post, your your content starts getting seen across multiple platforms in different areas all the time. It's like, oh, there goes that real estate agent guy. Right? So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with more South Florida real estate news. This time we're going to figure out the three P's, the players, the properties, and the prices. Don't go anywhere. All right, people, let's get right back in it. You are listening to the South Florida Real Estate Edition podcast on the Welcome to the Good Life Podcast Network. I am your host. My name is Kevin Tolliver Lyons, realtor in South Florida with Caldwell Banker Hollywood. If you're looking to sell your home, if you need some advice, give me a call. My number is 646-402-4669, and we're right in the heart of Hollywood. Now, as you know, there was a major tragic incident uh, in Surfside when the condo uh, collapsed. And there is a gentleman who has purchased that, uh, that area that has been, uh, so once the condo collapsed and they recovered what they could recover and they cleaned it up, somebody purchased it. And now they want to do something with it. So it states here in the real deal from Dubai to Surfside. Inside the mocks plans to redevelop the tragic site. So he's a billionaire and wants to t- do something with this site. So there's been talk about it being a uh, memorial. There's talk about putting another building there. So there have been discussions about what they want to do with the site. Now, the, the gentleman's name is Hussein Sajwani. And it states, Hussein Sajwani has made a career of going against the tide. While his compatriots scaled back after the 2008 market downturn, Sajwani, 
who is, hold on one second here, just so I can get this here right. He is the founder of Dubai-based Demac Properties, and he announced his biggest project yet, which is a 42 million square foot Demac Hills. And years later, as many high-profile businesses severed ties with the Trump Organization over his anti-Muslim rhetoric on the campaign trail, Sajwani did not budge. He decided to open the Middle East's first Trump-branded golf course in 2017 with Eric Trump and Donald Trump as guests of honor. So his moves, it says, has baffled other developers. Mad is what they thought of him. And he recalled in a 2016 interview with Forbes, because in the early 2000s, he sold prime parcels in the heart of the city in order to buy land in a barren marina neighborhood. Two of his 80-plus story towers are among the canyon of skyscrapers that define that marina skyline. As it states, the flamboyant billionaire now has set his sights in the United States, and not just any state. He has emerged as the stalking horse bidder on one of the country's most emotionally charged parcels the Surfside site in South Florida, where nearly 100 people died in June when the condo tower collapsed. In September, he offered to pay $120 million for the two acres of oceanfront land where the Champlain Towers South previously stood. This choice is controversial. As some victims find the idea of developing anew where their loved ones passed unthinkable but allows a newcomer a chance to enter a hot luxury market. It says here, if they were just building in New York City, it would just be another building. They come to Surfside and say, we want to redevelop the Champlain site. We have someone who has truly ended the marketplace in a big way, stated Keith Poliakoff, a South Florida-based real estate attorney. The Surfside location provides a unique opportunity for a worldwide developer to make a name for themselves in the United States. Damak has developed 35,000 residential units in Dubai, but also in Jordan, Lebanon, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and London. His company, which has a market cap of over $2 billion, is publicly traded on the Dubai financial market after having been the first Middle Eastern developer to list on the London Stock Exchange in 2013. So at the end of the day, money talks, as usual. If you have the money and you have the wherewithal, you could pretty much... Put, pick up the phone and put in your bid. It also says here, Miami is a quote-unquote natural fit, given its reputation for being a popular, luxurious destination, stated his spokesperson. And that's confirming that the developer intends to build a high-end residential project at that Surfside site. And I quote, we fully understand the emotions surrounding the site in which to approach development with the full consideration of the community's benefit." Now, how they go about uh, figuring out exactly what the community needs is a sit, wait, and see process. Uh, I don't know if he's been given the bid as of yet, so we don't have to get that far into him, you know, doing surveys of the community and what they want. Once he actually gets the site, then they can take that road. His moniker is the Donald Trump of Dubai, which is not just a reference to his ties or his dealings with the Trump estates in Dubai. 
It's also a nod to his penchant for flashy headline-stealing projects and his skills as a hype man. So as I go off on a little tangent here, hype man they use. So a lot of people nowadays, they need a hype man. So, you know, that guy standing next to you going, yeah, this guy over here, he's really, really good. He really, really knows what he's talking about. So, like, Trump, this guy, is a bullhorn for himself. Goes to the top of the building and yells, I'm the best. I'm the best. I got the biggest buildings. I got the best gold. I got the best this, the biggest that. Get it, got it. So, anytime I see a circus barker, I go in the opposite direction. If you have to sit there and, and, and try and convince me that it's the greatest thing ever, it's not the greatest thing ever. That's just my personal opinion. So, if it says here, if he ends up purchasing the property, former residents that used to live there will not be able to afford the units in the new tower, as the units can run north of 8,000 square feet. And it states here, I can only expect them to do something extraordinary in terms of quality and execution. So this is slightly gentrification. So it wasn't low income housing, but it wasn't super million dollar, billion dollar properties. So when Surfside collapsed, the people that were in the building and survived, they will not be able to live in there because they'll be priced out even if they wanted to live there. But I'm sure not many people that survived that would want to move back in there. But I'm sure if they have to drive by said site years from now and see some, you know, gold and platinum and glass building that their relatives passed in and they used to live in, I'm sure they're going to feel some type of way emotionally. Understandable. So it also says that this Surfside project could be a key maneuver in his larger ambitions. He's looking to privatize his company, offering $595 million for outstanding shares to be purchased through his holding company. His family are majority shareholders, deeply involved in the business. His son is a general manager. His daughter is another general manager. Well, the son is a general manager of operations. The daughter is a general manager of sales and development. He might be looking to take the company private while the stock is cheap and go public again down the line for a higher price. So the bottom line is it's just all about money, people. If you have money, you can you can kind of play with the market. It's similar to stock market. If you got money, you can play. If you don't have money, you can't play. So, you know, three Ps, the players, the properties, and the prices. So that was Mr. Hussein. Now, let's see what else we got. States here, more billionaire news. Lisette Calderon scores a $78 million construction loan for the second Alipata multifamily project. Now, states here, Lisette Calderon is building her second Alipata multifamily project thanks to a $78.2 million construction loan. Calderon, through her Neology Life Development Company, is building the Julia a 12-story, 323-unit project at 1625 Northwest 20th Street, according to a news release from the lender. Construction is underway and expected to be completed in mid-2023. Calderon, through an affiliate, bought the 1.7-acre site for $6.4 million in 2019. 
The mid-rise development will offer one and two bedroom apartments ranging from 586 square feet to 892 square feet. Amenities will include pools with cabanas, a gym, coffee bar, dog park, virtual concierge, and a rooftop, rooftop garden. The project previously was named 16 Alapada. I think the Julia sounds a little bit better. Now, the new moniker, the Julia, is an homage to Julia Tuttle, who is considered the mother of Miami. So if you ju jump on the, the, the Julia Tuttle Causeway, this is who we're discussing. She's the only woman founder of a major U.S. city. Tuttle, a businesswoman, owned a property upon which Miami was built. An urban legend has it that Julia Tuttle sent Henry Flagler an orange blossom to show him the area was spared from the freeze of 1894 to 1895, prompting him to extend his Florida East Coast Railway south. So, she sent Henry Flagler, who's a big name in Florida, an orange blossom tree to say that, okay, the freeze wasn't that bad. I got some oranges, here you go. So he said, oh, there's no freeze? I'm going to build a trade line all the way down there if that's the case. And so he did. Now, Calderon, one of the biggest female names in Miami real estate, was among the first to develop residential projects along the Miami River before she turned her attention to the Al Patton neighborhood nearby. In April, she completed 13-story number 17 residences. Okay, so that's where we get the number 16. Was before. Okay, I see what she was doing a number thing. So she completed 13-story number 17 residences with 192 units at 1569 Northwest 17th Avenue in Alpata. Next on tap will be the two-tower 14 Alapada with 237 apartments and ground floor retail. Okay, do you see what she's doing? So the Julia, as it's called now, was going to be called the 17, if I got this correct. If I got this correct, people? Right? This is not me, right? It's the, okay. So she was going to call it 16 Alipada, not 17. Okay, 16, 17, 18. Got it. So it was 16 Alipada, but then she has the number 17 residents and 14 Alipada. So she got a numbers thing going on. It's something like Adele. Every album she comes out with 25, 27, 30, 35. So, okay, got it. Now, developers and investors are heavily betting on South Florida's multifamily market amid unprecedented rate hikes fueled by pent-up demand. So that's the, reason, the initial reason that we decided to buy a house because we needed to upgrade to a three-bedroom because we just had a, our daughter. We needed the space. But the rent, we couldn't afford. So we ended up buying a house because the rent was just about as much, the, the mortgage was just about as much as the rent. So you might as well own at the same price if you're going to rent. Once again, then you still need the down payment for the house, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Now, according to release, CoStar Group, which is one of the biggest, uh, what do you call it, biggest uh, commercial real estate companies going. Now, CoStar Group expects rent to soar from 8% to 9% over the next year, and some sub-markets have reported hikes as high as 24% in a matter of just a few months earlier this year. 
So, as the prices shoot up because of demand and pandemics and this just mixture of weird soup, prices shoot up because the market right now is hot. The market right now is lava. I got clients looking for things all over the place that it just they're just not available unless you want to go to Port St. Lucie. In Broward and Miami-Dade County, whew, it's rough out there, people. It's truly rough. So as we continue, we have billionaire Don Hankey buys an oceanfront Highland Beach mansion for $30 million. And that estate flipped for 40% more than his purchase price seven months ago. So this guy bought the mansion for $30 million. Seven months ago, it was 40% less. So as the state's billionaire Don Hankey paid $30.3 million for a slice of South Florida. Hankey, via LLC, bought the oceanfront mansion at 3715 South Ocean Boulevard in Highland Beach. The seller is Moscow Management Trust out of Vegas. Moscow flipped that property for 40% more than the purchase price that he bought in March at $21.6 million. So he bought it in March at $21.6 billion, I mean $21.6 million, and flipped it for 30 in a few months. That's nice if you can get it. I tell you people, real estate is the only place you can do stuff like this. Hanky is known as the king of subprime, subprime car loans. He has Hanky Group, a Los Angeles-based auto service consortium, and has a net worth of $5.5 billion. He lent spec home developer Niall Naomi about $115 million for, quote-unquote, the one, which was a Bel Air mega mansion that was once on the market for $500 million and is now in a court-appointed receivership. Now, built in 2017, the Highland Beach Mansion spans more than 11,300 square feet of indoor space, seven bedrooms, nine bathrooms across four floors. It was built 17 feet above sea level, features a 1,200-bottle wine wall, home theater, spa, exercise room, and more, according to the listing. Douglas Element agent Sonata Adzem represented the seller, and Samantha Curry, also with Element, represented the buyer. They declined to comment. Usually, with these heavy, uh, these heavy millionaire transactions, you know, information is kept at a minimum. It said the property hit the market in July for thirty million. The price was raised in September to thirty-two million. The seller Mos- Moscow is a healthcare investor who founded and led. Acuity Delivery Systems, which is a healthcare-related business based in Vegas. Moscow paid $17.2 million for a mansion in western Palm Beach County. Highland Beach in Palm Beach County has experienced booming waterfront home sales and flips that are sweeping South Florida. In May, the property at 4101 South Ocean Boulevard sold for $17.9, three months after the seller bought it for $17 million. So in June, a company managed by Sean Posner of Grafton Street Capital and Hallstatt Real Estate Partners sold an oceanfront townhouse to Stanley Moss, who is the CEO of a Boca Raton multi-billion dollar investment management firm for $6.3 million. So money is exchanging hands, people. Billions are going here, millions are going there. It's a free-for-all out here, people. The three Ps, I'm telling you, the people, the players, and the prices is going down in South Florida. So if you have the money, you can get the property. 
And if you need the property, I will find it for you. So like I said, Kevin Tolliver Lyons, Caldwell Banker Hollywood, you got some money to spend on a beautiful, beautiful property, give me a call. I will find it for you. Caldwell Banker will find it for you. You want something? Trust me. Guess what? We'll find it for you. So let's see here. One of the last stories that we will get into before we get out of here for this week. It says here, Mill Creek sells Dadeland apartment for over $300 million. It must be nice. It must be nice. So, as it states here, multi-family apartment towers are sold for $300 million. And like I said, podcast is live. I'm trying to pull up the information. It doesn't want me to read it. So give me two seconds here, people, to get the information for you. Now, guess what? I can't find it. It doesn't want me to find it. All right, so let's do a quick search. We're going to do a quick search of this information because it's quite interesting. Now, it's in Mill, the, the title is Mill Creek Sells Dadeland Apartment Towers to Starwood for $371 million. Here we go. Now, the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Star One Capital Group, Barry Sternlick, and the Palmer Dayland Apartments at 8215 Southwest 72nd in Miami went up for sale. They really don't want me to read this property. They don't want me to read this, people. So let's see how we can get this information. Okay. Nope. They don't want me to read it. Okay. So what we'll do is we don't want to read you either. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to find something else to listen to. Let's go. You know what? See, that's why I love being a Florida realtor, because I get Inman news for free. So I could just log into my Inman account, and I could read all the info I need. But I can't do that on a real deal. Maybe I should buy a subscription. Hey, real deal, you out there? I need a subscription. Can you hear me, real deal? Yeah. Kevin Tolliver Line, Caldwell Bank Hollywood. Give me a call. I need to uh, give my listeners some information. Okay, so what I will do is read this. Remax has debuted a revamped mobile-first agent education agent education platform. So similar to Keller Williams and a lot of brokers, they're coming up with mobile-first digital uh, education platforms to make it easier for realtors to be able to get the information they need at a 
quickly as as quick as they can in the palm of their hand. Your phone is your lifeline. It's your PowerPoint. You can't do anything without your phone. Uh, your phone is your north star, people. Just like Caldwell Bankers and North Star Real Estate, your phone is your personal North Star. So as it states, 27 years after its initial launch, agent and broker education platform Remax University has gotten a major makeover. The, flat, the platform now has a mobile version on iOS and Android where Remax professionals can access thousands of training videos, downloadable resources, webinars, certification courses, and help from a virtual coaching bot at the touch of a button. So basically, they are expanding their services in order to help agents. And that is a must if you want to survive in this business. The agent is at the heart of the transaction. So if the agent does not have the information, there's not much that they can do. So nine times out of 10, you're out in the street, you got your phone, the client comes up to you in Publix or in Whole Foods or in Walmart and, hey, I need a property. I'm looking for a three, four and in Brickle and I got $8 million. You better have that information at the palm of your hands as soon as you need it. Because if you say, okay, I'm going to go back to the office and go put up my laptop and grab me a cup of coffee and I'm going to email you this information in a couple hours. That might not be good enough. You have to be there in Whole Foods with your phone and pull up that information and go, yep, it's available. I will shoot you this email right now. So similar, Caldwell Banker has something called Listing Concierge, which is, in my opinion, the best new property marketing tool that agents can have. So in 2019, the studio, which is Caldwell Banker's in-house marketing agency, which is devoted to supporting Caldwell Banker realty affiliated agents and brokerage, brokerages, they completed a nationwide launch of an innovative property marketing tool called Listing Concierge which introduced as a new way to help agents win more listings, prove their value, and turn one listing into three. So, what did they do? The studio, they created listing concierge so they can give agents a variety of property marketing packages developed to effectively market homes of every shape and size. So it's able to get you in front of TV is able to get you in social media, it's able to get you in print ads. It basically puts you everywhere that you need to be. I mean, everywhere. I mean, you you, you want your client to watch, uh, your client's watching TV and all of a sudden, you know, you're trying to sell their house. And as they're watching TV, they see their property being sold while they're watching the commercials on TV. You know, it can't get any better than that. Can you imagine that? Your your client is sitting there watching a basketball game or something, and all of a sudden a commercial comes on with Caldwell Banker, and they go, here's a new home at blah, 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 blah. And you realize, holy snap, that's our home. So, yeah, it's, it's a comprehensive marketing program that marries automated online tools with personal white glove service. White glove service, people. If you don't know what that is, Google it. So if you have a listing that enters into that listing concierge program, it gets way more eyes and way more people paying attention to it. 
So it debuted in the select markets in late 2018, and it has been clear that it's been significant value for Caldwell Banker Realty agents and their clients. And I agree. It says listing concierge includes a mix of professional photography, digital printed brochures, marketing materials, websites, print ads, and television advertising, video marketing, and targeted social media advertising. So that's a one-stop, get-everything kind of equation here. So if you could tell a client, hey, if you list your property with me, I will have social media, I will have print ads, I will have commercials, I will have marketing materials, I will have websites, I will have digital printed photography. If you can offer everything and then some, the client can't help but go, you know what, I got to at least try it. And at the end of the day, that's all you need them to do. Just try. That's it. Just try. Because if that doesn't sell the house, then you might want to discuss price at the end of the day. So we're going to start wrapping this episode of the South Florida Real Estate Edition podcast. This is season one, episode three. Might be four. I'm not sure. I think it's three. But once again, I want to thank you for coming and listening and take the trip with us on this South Florida real estate uh, ride where it's going to be up, it's going to be down, it's going to be here, it's going to be there, it's going to be up, it's going to be stuck. Get it? So, once again, my name is Kevin Tolliver Lyons. This is the South Florida Real Estate Edition podcast. And to anybody out there that is selling their home, give me a call. I have listing concierge just waiting for you. And in this market, we'll get that house sold. So, I bid everybody adieu, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening.